this is also a very, very short surah um, and a very interesting one, uh, as we will see, inshallah. Okay, introduction to Surah Al-Asr. Okay. Um, now, there are some reports that say that this surah was, uh, the message in it is so important and so deep that the Sahaba, uh, some of the, that the companions, whenever they would uh, meet each other, right, they would not leave each other before reciting the surah. They would, it was like a reminder for them. So whenever they would come, they would meet. Whenever they leave that gathering, they would not leave except first reciting the surah. Okay, so that's how important uh, the message contained in the surah is was for them. Um, the reason is uh, because it encapsulates the message of the whole Quran in just three verses. Uh, and this, so this surah is like a seed, and the rest of the Quran is like a tree, right? Uh, so uh, it's uh, so it has a very deep, deep message. And this is why Imam Shafi'i he said that. Uh, if Allah had revealed only the surah and there was nothing else that Allah sent down, Allah sent down only the surah, it would have sufficed the people. It would have sufficed. It would have been enough. It would have been enough to uh, come on the straight path and believe in Islam and follow the right guidance. Um, now, the focus of the surah is around our time running out and how uh, we're basically, mankind is wasting it away and uh, how everyone is pretty much headed to doom. Okay, except for certain amounts, people with certain qualities. They're the only ones that are saved. Everybody else, all of mankind else, is just headed to their doom. Okay, so let's begin. Who wants to read the first verse? Okay. Good. By time. Okay. Um. So in Arabic, whenever they use like these kind of, uh, you know, like, like uh, these kind of words, like right? Like by time, like it's an, it's an oath, right? It's an oath. Uh, and it's usually to prepare us for what's coming after this verse. Okay. That's why they use it in Arabic. Like even in English, we use this today too, right? We say, I swear to God, you know, this happened. I swear to God. And whenever we, whatever we are about to say after I swear to God, we mean, you know, we, it's meaning it's serious, right? So, but why, why do we say the words, I swear to God? Because we're preparing the listener for what's coming afterwards. So in English, even today, we still use it. So in classical Arabic, they used to use these types of words, uh, uh, these types of phrases. So it's like, a, it's like, it's called an oath, okay? So in this verse, Allah's swearing by time, right? While also by time. Um, okay, we just discussed that. Uh, yes, oaths are in Arabic are used to capture attention, just like today, um, no difference. Okay, the Arabic word, al-asr, what does it mean? It has several meanings. Uh, we'll, we'll just uh, discuss some of them. Um, linguistically, the word asr is used for juicing fruits, right? In Arabic, we say juice asir, right? Uh, so in Arabic, the word asr is used for juicing fluids out of grapes and orange and olives. So that's called al-asr in Arabic. Okay, when you juice something, when you squeeze the juice out of grapes, oranges, or other fruits, so that's called asr, okay? So that's called juicing. It's called asr in Arabic. In the context of this verse, it's as if Allah is saying that time itself is continuously being like drenched and squeezed out drop by drop or second by second by second. Time is being squeezed out. And that's what happens, right? Time is just always, is constantly moving forward, right? Con time is constantly moving forward one second at a time, right? Uh, and um, and uh, so it's as if time itself is being squeezed out, time is like in, in like small amounts of drops. So that's why the word uh, asr is used for time in Arabic. Um, okay. Um, also, when the sun uh, in the horizon, when it starts going down, right, and it starts turning red, uh, 
and it looks like as if the sun is being pushed down and it's, it's like being squeezed out, right? That's what it looks like when you look at the horizon. You know, I know today in our time, it's hard to do because you know we're surrounded by trees and we're surrounded by uh, tall buildings and houses. We don't get to see the horizons, but if you ever get a chance, you're like maybe going out camping or you're on a mountain and you come across sunset, I want you to, or just look up, or just go on YouTube, just type in like, you know, uh, sunset, okay? And uh, just watch how the sunset looks. So when you look at it from the horizon, it actually looks like uh, like the sun is going down, is being like pushed down, right? And the light is being squeezed out, right? Uh, and that's why we call the Asr prayer. Asr, the afternoon prayer is called Salatul Asr. We call it that because of this reason, because the sun is going down and the light, and it looks like from the horizon that the light is being squeezed out, right? Um, the, the light of the sun is being squeezed out. So that's why we call the Asr prayer. This is something interesting to know. Um, uh, and the last meaning of al-asr is that al-asr in classical Arabic poetry was also used to indicate um, uh, when you lost, uh, when, like uh, time that has been lost and you wasted it, like some time that left behind that you wasted it and you regret and you wish you could get it back, right? So that, that was also called al-asr. And you didn't take better care of it. You didn't take advantage of it. You wasted it. So that would be also called al-asr. So uh, in the concert, so from what I want us to understand from this verse is that Allah is talking about the time, our time as a whole. So Allah in, in this verse is referring to all time and everything that is contained within it, okay? People, uh, our, our problems, right? Um, uh, the things that we do, our actions, our statements, everything, Allah is talking about time in general, okay? All of time that is in our whole lives, He's referring to that, okay? Okay, Allah. Okay, Allah. Okay, what do you? What is it about this time? What do you want us to know? Okay, so who wants to read the next verse? Okay, indeed, mankind is in loss. What does that mean? So this is the heart and the thesis of the surah. This is the objective. So why did Allah make that uh, swearing before this? Uh, what was the point? It was this point to make this point clear that in that insana lafiqus that all of mankind is in loss, okay? Um, all of mankind is drowning in loss, okay? We're drowning, we're headed towards loss and destruction. Uh, the word insan, what does that mean in Arabic? Um, uh, it's two things. The word insan in Arabic means two things. It means to, when, when you want to express love and you want to be loved, and that's what all human beings are, right? Human beings are very emotional creatures, right? We want love, right? And we want to be loved, right? We, 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 we love things and we want to be loved. Uh, and we express love, right? So that's why insan is called uh, insan. That's why one of the reasons we're called insan. Another reason is because we forget, right? We constantly fall into error and sins. So that's why Allah is using that word for insan. So insan in Arabic uh, is in reference to these two things. Um, the word Arabic word khusr, okay, which means loss. Uh, it means any type of loss. It doesn't matter what type of loss. Any type of loss, small loss, big loss, it doesn't matter. Any kind of loss in Arabic is called uh, khusr. Okay. Overall, the word loss is used in the Quran to indicate missing out on opportunities that you could have taken advantage of. So whenever you had the opportunity to do something and you wasted it and you didn't do it and you didn't take advantage of it and you basically ended up somewhere you shouldn't have been, right? So that's called khusr, okay? That they've lost. That's a type of loss. So whenever in the Quran the word khusr comes, this is what is it, what's in reference to. And same thing here as well. Now, what does khusr here mean? Uh, it means that Allah is saying that human beings are headed towards destruction, retribution from Allah. And we're all headed towards the hellfire. Basically, you could say, we're all, headed, we're, just, we're all just waste, that all of mankind is just so busy wasting their time, 
okay? They're just wasting, they're just squeezing the time, right? And they're wasting it away, they're wasting their lives away, and they're headed towards destruction and loss. And, that, and what is that? That is basically the retribution of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being judged, uh, you know, uh, on the day of judgment in a way that's not, you know, uh, right and ending up in the hellfire, right? So we're all headed towards this loss. The, who wants to read the next verse? In, 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 Illa ladina. Illa ladina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw Good job. Okay, so now Allah is getting to the exception. So, so Allah is saying all of mankind is in loss and in destruction and headed to their doom. Okay, that's the general rule. Allah is saying that's the general rule. All of mankind is doing this. Except these people, except those people who have these four qualities. So Allah is making an exception for four people who have four qualities inside them. Okay, so Allah made an exception. Uh, number one, those who believe. What does that mean? It means those who believe in Allah and his messenger and what he came with. Those who believe in Allah and his messenger and what he came with. Uh, whatever Allah, whatever the Prophet وسلم, told us about Jannah, about, about the hellfire, right? Uh, about the Day of Judgment, about uh, the Quran, about who Allah is, about the previous prophets. They believe in all of this, okay? Okay, they believe in all of this. Uh, and, it's not, and it's not like that they just believe with their hearts, but they also do it with their actions as well. And that's why right after it, Allah says, those who do, uh, they believe and they do righteous actions. What does that righteous actions mean? It means... They prefer the obedience of Allah and they do everything that Allah has obligated on them. They do everything that Allah has obligated on them and they do the nafl, okay? Uh, the, the extra stuff, okay? Uh, so whenever Allah says in, uh, in the Quran, الصالحات, the righteous deeds, he, he's talking about uh, um, the fardl, the things that Allah has obligated on us and the extra stuff that we do, like the extra charity that we give, right? The extra fasting that we do, right? The, the one that is not required, the extra stuff that we do. Um, or any general good deed that we do, like smiling in the face of your brother, for example. Uh, you know, being kind to your relatives, right? Uh, being patient, uh, you know, um, saying a good word, using nice words, you know, helping other people. So all of these call are entailed in the words, A'amilu Salihat. But first and foremost, it refers to things that Allah has obligated on us to do, like the five daily prayers, fasting in the month of Ramadan, Hajj once in a lifetime, right? Giving our zakat, for example, keeping away from the haram, right? So all of these things come under righteous actions. Okay, so these are the two qualities. What's the third quality? They advise each other to the truth. What does that mean? Meaning they advise each other uh, to the acts of obedience and leaving the haram. They, like, yani they remind each other, hey, uh, Allah has, you know, like we, we, when you see somebody not doing uh, something that they're supposed to, and you say, hey, brother, this is haram. Or, hey, sister, this is haram. Allah has forbidden this. This is not right. You should not do this. Or somebody who's not praying, please pray. You have to pray. This is, our, this is an obligation on us. You know, things like that. So, yani they remind each other, right, to the truth, whatever the truth is. They tell it like it is. They don't try to sugarcoat the truth in any way. They tell it like it is. Whatever is halal, it's whatever is Allah has made fard and obligatory, it's fard. Whatever Allah has made haram, it's haram. They don't make excuses. They don't make anything. No, they just tell it like it is. So they advise each other to the truth. Okay. And the last quality that they have is patience. They advise each other to patience. What does that mean? Yani they advise each other to, uh, to be patient at times of calamities and difficulties. What does that mean? Okay. So in this life, we go through calamities, right? Uh, we get into car accidents. Somebody in our family dies, like somebody's kid dies, right? Somebody's parents die. Somebody gets catches a disease, for example, right? 
somebody uh, is picked on, all right, or somebody's bullied, we go through a lot of calamities, right, uh, in this life, uh, or, or, in the, or in our case, Islamophobia, right? Uh, so they are patient. Allah saying that these people are, they advise easy, each other to be patient. I mean, they say, hey, we are Muslims, we stick by our religion, and we are patient. So they advise each other to be patient. And at times of difficulties, meaning when you tell people that you are Muslim, you know, Islam is not a very likable religion in our time, right? When you tell people you are Muslims, especially our sisters who wear hijab, they go through a lot of, uh, you know, uh, they go through a lot of persecution uh, on the street, right? And so through that persecution, we remind them to be patient, right? Or our brothers who have like long beards and they're constantly called Osama, for example, right? When they're on the street and they're doing it because of their love for the for the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa right? And they want to imitate him. So they're being called Osama and this and that, right? They're being made fun of. So we tell them to be, uh, you know, to be patient and and to uh, to stand by the religion of Allah, no matter what, right? So, so when we stand by our religion, we're going to have to be patient because people are not going to be nice about it. They're going to make fun of, fun of, fun of us about it. So Allah is saying that these are people who advise each other to be patient, whether it's things that deals with difficulties, like following your religion and the difficulties that come along with them, they're patient on that, or the calamities that come to us that have that we have no control over, like getting into a car accident, catching catching the disease, for example, right? Or somebody in our family dying or things like that. And they're patient over that too. So Allah is saying people who have these four qualities, these are the only ones who are not lost. Okay. But the rest of all of mankind is completely lost, right? And they're headed to their destruction, except the person who has these four qualities. So we have to ask ourselves. Do we have these four qualities inside of us? Do we have these? Do we uh, incorporate and uh, these four qualities and attributes? And are we living by them? Okay, that's what we need to understand. That's what we need to know and basically do a self evaluation and a self test to figure out whether this is, this, are we living by this, the code of the surah or not? Okay, the conclusion of Surah Al Asr. Uh, like I said, Imam Shafi'i said, if Allah had only revealed this surah, it would have sufficed. You wouldn't need anything else. And if you understood what I was saying earlier, you would understand why he said this, right? Uh, because it, this surah, it lays out all of the means to success. Everything that you need to be successful in the akhirah is laid out in this surah. And it is those with those four qualities in them. So this is basically uh, the conclusion of this surah. 